Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Thank you so much for having me. We got to know each other a little bit uh, before we went on the air for this recording. You know, the listeners of viewers are going to tune in. They're going to see you as Topa on the Orville, New Horizons yeah. on Hulu. Just to let you know, I had the cast of Hulu on a few weeks ago. They were fantastic. There was no mention of you, so it was a good surprise. Oh, yeah, because I was a little bit of a spoiler, so no one knew. <laughs> so uh, before we get more into uh, the Orville, you know, I was doing some research on you. You know, I saw that you kind of started out in the dancing world. Then from there, you went into the acting world. How did that, how that happen? Tell us a little about that. So technically, I started acting when I was like three or four, but I only did commercials as a kid, okay. which is like a pretty common thing for kids who grew, up, who grew up in L.A. So, yeah, I started doing commercials, but I was mostly dancing for about like seven years of my life. And then I booked the Lion King, the national tour when I was about 13 years old. And after I finished that, I was, I decided that I wanted to strictly focus on acting. So I ended up moving into acting. Wow. Was there anything else that made you like go for it even more? Like, were you watching some things you're like, you know, like, this is what I really want to do or somebody that you look up to in the industry? Um, at that point when I decided, no, I just okay. like had experienced um really doing acting as a career when I was touring so mm. that kind of made me just want some more of that mm. tell us a little about the Lion King and the tour with that it was really exciting like I don't remember every little aspect of it because I was about 12 when I started yeah. and I left on my 13th birthday but I got to go to so many cool places which was an awesome experience and a great great cast to work with so I loved it what do you uh, prefer more, like more theater or TV and movies? Definitely TV and movies. I do enjoy theater, but I don't know. Something about TV and film is more interesting to me, probably because there's, I don't know. I, I got kind of bored doing the same show over and over and over right. again for The Lion King. So yeah. I like that film and TV. It's something new every day. <laughs> yeah. So I saw that you, uh, you were part of also the Nickelodeon reboot all that like how was it being on that and like what yeah just, just describe that for us a little because i loved it we all grew up watching nickelodeon mm-hmm. so tell yeah i sorry i cut you off but um i really enjoyed working on that i got to work on the very first episode and then another episode a little further in the season but it was a cool project to work on because you know the whole sets and everything all of them are so cool so and I really love the show all that. So it was nice to be able to work on the reboot. Yeah. What do you think has been your favorite project you've worked on so far in your career? Definitely the Orville, for yeah. sure. Um, it's such a cool experience. Like nothing I can, I can't compare it to anything else in my life so far. Mm. But yeah, so cool. Super cool. So yes, yeah, let's jump right into that. Uh, how were you approached for uh, this role? And uh, was it a live audition on tape? So it was a live audition. I auditioned for it in 2019 in like December. So yeah, I was in person. I got the audition from, I think my managers. Um, And 
yeah, I went in and about a month, I think later I booked the part. So I only had one audition, which was cool. And I was surprised that I got it. And did they tell you right away, you have to keep this in and like quiet? Um, I think so. You know, I don't remember, but I do remember I didn't tell anyone. So they probably did say keep it. Uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, I had the cast on. And then one of the things they told me was like, they recorded some of the episodes before the pandemic and then they had to go back and finish it. How was yours with all that? Yeah. So I started before the pandemic. Um, So the only pieces that I worked on were the pre-transition Topa stuff, like some of it. So like the very first scene, I think we'd completed and then the shutdown happened and we had a pretty long break, but came back I think we started up with the female or presenting topa stuff Mm. yeah so it was interesting starting and then stopping and but like throughout the whole process it I had a lot of crazy things happen like graduated high school I got my driver's license I feel like I really grew grew up with topa Mm. Uh, how how was it what was the description you were given for topa and how did you prepare to play this role Ooh. Good question. Uh, you know, I don't remember the description. Okay. Surprisingly, I don't. But preparation-wise, I looked up some clips, like, for the audition specifically on YouTube, just, like, so I could get a feel about, like, who the Moglins are and what they're about and what they act like and their behavior and their speech pattern. So I could just get a sense of what it was for the audition. And then, you know, I watched a bit of the show before and just a lot of YouTube clips as well. So I got to know like the, the makeup and everything, how long did it take you to prepare to go on set? I think it took about two to like two and a half hours to do the makeup, but the whole process started with, me going to get my hair braided in kind of a circle flatly compact to my head so um, the makeup cowl could fit over top of my head. So yeah, it was a a long process, but it was nice to see like how everything was done to get me to look like Topa. Right, how long were you on set you think for the, during a day wearing all that? A really long time like it varied but a super long time so I was very familiar with the makeup by the end of it what do you what do you love about this character anything you would change about them I wouldn't change anything about Topa I think that she is really courageous and strong and she just knows who she is so I'm glad that she finally gets to express herself at the end of the episode of Tale of Two Topas so yeah I'm really proud of her what was the what was the biggest challenge you think playing this character biggest challenge um I think the biggest challenge was to show like a distinction between Topa pre-transition and then Topa after she transitions Mm -hmm. because in the beginning she's really depressed and having struggling with her identity so I wanted that to come across very clearly And then in the end, like the very first time she smiles throughout the whole, in the whole episode is when she looks at herself in the mirror. So I just wanted to like make sure in the beginning, it was very obvious that Topa's unhappy. So that was the most difficult part, I think. 
we see a lot of scenes with you and also with like Adrian Paliki, Kelly Grayson. Describe that chemistry between you two, because you kind of look at her like a, as a mother figure also throughout the episode. Yeah, she was just incredible because she she was like the first person I worked with, I think, on set. First person I had a scene with. And she's just great. Very kind, very sweet and welcoming because I was a little nervous, especially for it being my first like major role on a television series, but she made me feel so comfortable and it was just an honor to work with her for sure. How about like the scenes that you worked with her also? Like how well it was, did it feel intense a little bit? Did you find it easy? I found it easy to speak with her kind of like Topa does. Okay. Um, Yeah. She's, a great person to like open up to. So I felt like mm. very comfortable when I was working with her. When you, uh, when you joined the cast now, like what does Seth MacFarlane say to you when you first met him, like about playing this character and how was it welcoming you into the family? Yeah, he was really nice. Like, I don't remember the exact first words he said to me, but yeah. I remember, I think the first time I met him in person was at the table read and he was so excited. The whole cast was super excited and so happy to meet me because like we went around the table and said our names and our characters and like when I said I was Topa everyone got so excited so yeah I felt very welcomed when I came and I'm so grateful to all of them for making me feel comfortable. Any advice from the cast members? Oh um I don't know that they've given me any like specific advice yeah. But everyone was really reassuring and nice to me. So, yeah. What's been the fan reaction? So the Orville has a huge following. So what's been like the reaction so, so far from like fans or even family and friends? Well, family and friends, they're really excited about it. My dad sent me a video the other day of my nephew, like watching it with him. My nephew's two and right. he noticed it was me. But like my dad didn't say it was me, but he noticed me through the makeup, which is like unreal. Mm. And but fans, I've received really sweet messages from a lot of different people. And I'm so grateful that they're happy with Topa and people feel represented by Topa. So, yeah, it's it's been like magical, truly. And I never would have expected the reaction that I've gotten, but I'm so happy about it. What was your reaction when you saw the episode finally after it was put all together? Well, a lot of stuff I didn't remember doing, like (laughs) specifically the scene where I'm sitting on my phone and then uh, Commander Grayson walks up and says something about like Mocklin Opsada cake. And I didn't remember filming that at all, but I was surprised (laughs) when I saw it. And, but I did cry a couple times. I cried um watching the trial and I cried at the very end of the episode but I was so stressed watching it because I just couldn't remember most of what I'd done so I was just like I hope this is really good and I'm happy with how it turned out that's awesome because like I said there's articles all over the internet now about your character it's insane like I can't even believe it because like during the episode I was looking on Twitter yeah. at all the messages and like stuff about the Orville just to see like what people were thinking and if they had any like pointers or whatever if it, if they mm-hmm. liked it and yeah I was just shocked and like for days after I would just look up the Orville or 
just see like things about like articles about Topa and it's just unreal. I'm so thankful for the experience. That's great. So now uh, what's next for you now? Any other projects that you're allowed to tell us about that you got that you're working on, you're about to come out? Yeah. So I finished filming a movie called Emancipation and that's directed by Antoine Fuqua. I play a character called Betsy. So that'll be out in 2023. And I'm really excited for that. And also I'm starting my sophomore year of college in the fall at NYU. So I'm excited for that as well. Doing a little bit of everything, school, acting. Yeah, trying to keep a good balance there. So working on it. So Orville, Hulu, we have a couple more episodes left. We'll see what happens. Uh, How can the listeners, the viewers now find you on social media to keep up with you, keep up with the Orville news? Yeah, so my Instagram is Imani Pullum, I-M-A-N-I-P-U-L-L-U-M. And also just look on Orville's Instagram page. So, yeah. This was great. Uh, thank you for giving me this day. Thank you so much for having me. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.